Carissa, Delaney, and Allie. Six flights up, six flights up, six flights up, six flights up. Don't lose your sparkle. Well, welcome back, guys. Thank you so much for following and staying up to date with all things Six Flights Up. Today, we're really excited about this episode because we're piggybacking a previous episode, which was all about our modeling experiences and how we came, you know, up through the industry and just like our background. And we really didn't think people would be interested in it. And then we had some requests because we're all models and we did meet in the modeling industry. So we just talked a little bit about our experiences and how we got to where we are. And now we're talking about the real behind the scenes modeling and what, uh, you know, we're going to, we're getting <laughs> into get it really in this episode. We are uh, six flights up. If you're a first time listener, if you really want to know our backstory, go ahead and tune into our launch because we tell you exactly what six flights up means. And essentially we were all roommates at one point in New York city and it kind of led us to this podcast. And it's all about self-love and we like to have a lot of fun and sometimes we get really crazy. So tune in, subscribe and <laughs> stay tuned because you know what? Stay tuned because of this. Half the time we're confused. Every exactly. Time that, every time that goes on, I want to do it with that. Like with what? The, like I want <laughs> I think that you're, I think that you're starting it. I'm like, oh, she's there. Oh, you think I'm singing? I think I want to sing along. You know what? Allie really reminds me of somebody that's like, she never intends to be raunchy, but she always accidentally is. Oh my God. Right. She always accidentally is. You know what? That's what it is. Which is funny because I'm the least like out there. You're like fake reserved, which I always like to say Allie's fake reserved. She's kind of fake reserved. Yeah, you because can see she, my face right now. Yeah, because she pretends like she's reserved. No, she's no, like, no, no. She's like, oh my God, no, don't say that in front of me. But then behind closed doors, she a wild animal. She oh, is a little no. wild. You're a wild animal. Animal. So, thank you all so much for tuning in today. <laughs> like we said, we're piggybacking our previous episode where we talked about how we got started into modeling. And today we're going more in depth about our experiences in the modeling industry, negative, positive, and Kind of what's going on currently in it's wrong with that the lady. modeling world. Allie. <laughs> Just Delaney brought a freaking wine bottle. I brought one mini Boda box. We're going into it tonight and we needed some wine, but she literally brought a mini box. <laughs> like it looks like one of those boxed waters size. Yeah. I put and it in Allie's drunk. Cup. We split it three ways, by the way. <laughs> Which means it's a glass and a half, maybe. So if that intro didn't make any sense, I apologize. <laughs> But we're not sorry. But I'm not sorry because I it's Friday and, and cheers. This is us, man. Oh, man. This so is where we're at in life. It's kind of hard to pinpoint what we're going to go into today, but it's just a little more in depth of our experience and what we're we, going in. Our view on what's currently happening in the modeling industry. Oh, yes. there's a lot going on. Current right now. topics, th crazy things that have happened to us that I think people are always like, tell me about the craziest thing that's ever happened to you on set or tell me about your worst experience. Yeah, so it, it's like more of that versus like, what was your favorite job? It's more like, what really is, what's it really like? Right. Because yeah. we all have like good experiences, I think, but I just don't think they're as interesting. <laughs> I know that sounds like cliche, but I just, you can tell a million stories about your great experience on set, but you tell the one that's like kind of iffy and that's what everyone remembers. Right. Right. Because it's interesting. I mean. Yeah, it's more interesting. And people, people are don't. like, are other girls nice? And like, for the most part, I think they're pretty genuine. I mean, you think they're not and then you go to a set and you like get along with everybody. For the most yeah. part. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But I did my first time. I walked into QVC. I was like really young and I asked somebody where to go and she goes, I'm sorry, are you talking to me? She like waved her finger in my oh head. Oh my God. And I'm like, I just want to know. This was Allie's to... reaction. You nasty. <laughs> that was, a, that okay. was Allie. That was my reaction if I was 10 years older. But in the beginning, I'm like, I'm just lost. And she goes, um, I have no idea and I cannot help you. And I was like, oh my God. She goes, wrong person. Like basically wrong person. And I'm like, oh, oh my wow. God, where am I? Okay, rude. So that was the only time that someone was really mean in that I building, do find but, a lot of attitude mm. like that with modeling. It's like people are just over it. Yeah, they're over the newbies. They don't want to train you. Like maybe they That's just, the maybe biggest. she thought I was trying to ask how to do her job, you know, and I do get that, but it's like, I was just asking where to go. Actually. Well, there's always this undertone of feeling a sense of competition in the industry, even though we realize now being so much older and being in it for 10 years, it's not that we're older, but we've been experienced where we see ourselves as unique and the only time you're ever stereotyped is maybe based on like your hair color, your eye color. 
And no matter what, we are all replaceable. But I think that's where it comes from. The, the little bit of, how do I even say, like, there's some sort of pressure on a situation when you're meeting another model because you're like, I'm not trying to take your job. Oh, yes. you mean if they fit the stereotype, like someone right. who's blonde, someone and, in your category or something. Yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to step on your toes here. Yes. Right. And there's always that's a little true because that's that. like, if somebody looks like they're in your category, what, whatever that is, skin color, hair color, eye color, you immediately are like, oh, I'm competing with you for my jobs. Yeah. And so like, that's true because all my model friends I noticed are not brunettes. Um, I just made a great model friend who's a brunette. Hi, I love her so much. She's the best, Claudia. And, um, but most of my model friends are not. They're all like blondes, blue eyes, opposite from me. Just because like- Interesting. We book jobs together. Or you don't yeah. book jobs with girls that look like you, typically. That's very true. I, I, I never think about it like that. That just made me actually think about it. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah, do you ever weird. like- At QVC, you'll, you'll have a lot of girls that look like you. But that's because they use so many models- but like typically on like a set in New York, you'll have like one well, black girl, one white girl, in New York, yeah. a blonde and a brunette, typically two blondes. They always use more blondes for some reason. And it's that's it. That's like usually, I think it's changing now more they're trying, which is a whole nother they're topic. Trying. Or when, you're going trying. To, when you go to a different city, like when we all were starting off, I think we all tried different cities at mm-hmm. one point in time. Yeah. And they'll yeah. be like, you go to a casting call in Miami and they'll be like, oh, we have a blonde who looks like you. Next. Yeah. Well, yeah. Already filled. Thank you. That spot's That's taken. That's kind of the weirdest thing for me because I don't think I ever looked at people as their physical appearance. I always thought of them as like souls and, oh, I like your soul. You, I like your energy. And then being in this industry, you are categorized by just your physical appearance. Just yeah. Just your hair Because you're a product. Color. I mean, at the end of you're the day. You're a product to them. I always tell people that ask me about this to like picture themselves as somebody hiring models. Like if your boss was like, we need two blondes and a brunette for this ad. So select them. It's like or you do even, have to look at them as products in a certain light just to be able to select people. It could and be being like freckles. We need freckles uh-huh, for this shoot. Uh-huh. So it's like, it's relieving in a way because you realize it's never personal. It's never personal. Yeah, ever. yeah, true. That's true. I remember working for David's Bridal and the first time I ever did work there, they categorized, if you've ever done um, like buying meetings, they'll call the piece of whatever you're wearing a she, she. Yep. and when I first heard that lingo because I had never oh, yeah. been in that creative world now we totally. all know it so well yeah, but it's yeah. like she she feels this way but I'm but she also seems to be like this and you're like are they talking about me right and like, they're talking about their customer they're not talking about you but right. you're like oh my god they're talking about me and I'm right here or they'll actually <laughs> name the dress a she they'll They'll refer to the dress as a she. So yeah. they'll say she's yeah. fitting a little weird. And you're thinking they're talking about you. And you're like, right. I fit weird. You're right. right. Her cap sleeves oh, are weird. It's yeah. so true. It's no, it so was weird. weird. I remember being like, oh, this is so weird. But you're you like, learn a lot so about like, buying. And, yeah, it, it's really funny. But anyway, they just don't you know, are a like, product. Yeah, literally. you're a product. And I think if you're going to, if you're looking to be a model and you're listening to this, just realize that like you have to separate your modeling life from your actual life totally. and that you are selling your image for your job. So your job is essentially to sell products for people, to make them look good, to make them look believable, to make it look like you really love that toothpaste or you really look amazing in that dress. Mm-hmm. That's your job. And you fit a certain look that, that company's looking for. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like that's it. That's what we do for a living. And, and I always think it's funny when people think we do something else. It's kind it is more work. And I, I get offended when people don't think that it's, it's yeah. challenging at all because it is, truly acting as well because you go on set and people have a vision board or they have a mood board or even a like storyline that you have to portray this emotion. You have to portray you're this girl and you love this chapstick and you're at a picnic and your boyfriend's amazing. Like it'll be, yeah, I have, and you're like, what? You're given (laughs) a cat. Like I had this job for two weeks and my name was Amanda and I had a maid, I was the maid well mom is what they categorized me as. Like that was my vibe. Hmm. And I Mm -hmm. was like a farmhouse chic yeah. And I had a kitchen that I modeled in for like two weeks and it was like my vibe and my name was Amanda and you so assume the acting. role. <laughs> right. right. Really it is. Weird. I think, have like, you ever been told like, do? how many people have said to you like, oh, how hard can it be? You're just smiling in front of a camera. And you're like, that's all, all, all what I do at all. All the time. <laughs> Literally like seven people yelling at you because all of them have different directions. Mm-hmm. So like the one person's concerned about the boss ahead of them and the other person's concerned about their camera and their lighting and the, the wardrobe people doesn't think it looks good. But then the creative director comes out and it's completely opposite of their vision. And you're the only person there that's neutral trying to make everyone happy. Yeah. Right. And at the end of the day, it's like you don't get to really take a lunch a lot. Like sometimes it's a half hour, sometimes 
not at all, just because there's like not enough time. Yeah, sometimes you can't even sip your coffee. Yeah, they just expect you to be on. Like from the moment you walk in the door, no matter how bad your day is going or whatever, you have to be on. You're being paid for your personality. You're being paid for your mood. Turn it on when you get in the door and don't stop until you leave. And that's the hard part. So true. And I didn't think of it that way, but I did notice as I became more and more experienced in the industry, I was so relaxed with the chaos of a set because I grew up in a creative arts school. So I know... Each person here is, you know, an expert at photography, an expert at production, an expert at lighting, whatever. So they're all just speaking on what they're doing, but there's so many moving parts that to a new model, it would be so overwhelming. Yeah. Well, and so it was when we were starting off. I think yes. we can speak to it so differently now where like for me, I'm like, I don't even, it's so far, like mm-hmm. it's 10 years. So it's like mm-hmm. beginning, you're so like doe-eyed bambi face. Yeah, and open to anything, time, listening yeah, to in everything. In the beginning, you're willing to do whatever anybody tells you. And that's something people don't always, I think people don't even like look back and, and think about the way that they used to do. Like I look back and I'm like, oh my God, the things I would say yes to are crazy. Same. I mean, the shoots I took on, the the hour, 12 hour days, because you're just trying to make it. Like the beginning right, of like modeling, driving you'll do three anything. hours away you'll for a hundred dollars. You'll do anything. Like when I was in New York, really 22 years old, trying to do runway, I was at this one runway show for like nine hours. I think I made $200. I was just- And my hair was burned to crisp, to a Mm -hmm. crisp. My skin was like, I I mean, I was, oh my God, it was so bad. You're Mm. literally a product. It's crazy. Yeah, I think runway- Parts of modeling, yeah. Yeah, like runway specifically stuck out to me as like, I don't want to be a part of this whole industry to yes. me. It was so I was toxic. so in love with it. It was so yeah. sick. I watched girls collapse right mm-hmm. off of the runway as soon as they got off the runway. I saw them start to have seizures because they weren't eating or drinking water. But at one and point it was so in time- scary to me. I was like, absolutely not. This is not worth it. Really but at one point in time, didn't like, was that your goal? Because it was my yeah. goal. At one point in time, it was my oh, goal. Oh yeah. I don't know if people know this, but there is multiple outlets in modeling. So when you first start modeling, if you're really thin and young, you're going to be- possibly placed in like a New York city market. If that's where you live on like where we live in the East coast and the New York city market is you can get signed to a major agency and you get presented to major brands. And in order to, for the brands to see you, you have to have a really good runway season. That's like your presentation to the world. So if you're in a higher end modeling industry, that's how them. your career. Yes. And you, but, but if you're not going to be higher end now you can be open to everything. So I'm saying like, if you're not going to do Gucci, then now you can take any job essentially. So you can get signed to an agency that's maybe not like the Lions or Elite or something. And now you can take any job, a and commercial. there's still a lot of work for you. At oh, there's the smaller, so much yeah, there's work. there's always work. It's, you know, I think it's hard to understand because like with football, it's like the only career that there is is NFL. There's really right. not another career outlet, but it would be like, if the NFL had- No, it's the MLB. It's baseball. There's like minor leagues all over. Yes. It's, it's like know? baseball. So you can either be like major league baseball or you can minor do league. minor stuff and you're still like making money and traveling and it's still your full-time job. Or basketball. But you're not in Gucci yeah. ads. Like, so, so we've done everything. I mean, I think we've been like all up and down the board, but um, so there's some models I think will have completely different views because it's like they started at 13. They were doing like Gucci, Prada and traveling the world and they were like starved. And that's a real story. That's not my story. All the models that I know that started that way were those types of models. It was the OG 80s, 90s models that were like, oh my God, I traveled all over and I had the best book because in order to book bigger shows, another thing to piggyback you is like, if you can't, let's say New York isn't ready for you yet, you need to work on your book. They'll send you overseas. And basically your job is to you know, get your book together and work in any aspect of like the European market or like right. even Asia that you can. So you That's build what your happened book. to me. I went to yep, Elite Carissa when I was went there. 16 and, and they told me to go back. to Japan. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't do that because I wasn't raised that way. Like so many of these girls yeah. are already famous. Like, yeah, that might be good for them to go to Japan. But I was my 16 year old I mean, self yeah. 20 years ago. I was like, um, I had an uncle that lived in Japan. He said, you'll kill it here. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to they Japan. They told me that yeah. too. You know why? Because we're like aliens to them. They don't yeah. see tall, different cultures, yeah. blue eyed people. Well, like yeah. no matter what, you're so foreign to them. But let me ask you. Yeah. Don't you feel like when we started out in modeling, so many people look at you and they're like, you model? Because for me, I was always like curvier or athletic and I was always doing commercial stuff and they only saw modeling as runway, like paper thin editorial modeling. That's exactly what I was talking about. Yes. So, and -hmm. they don't realize, I think until recent years, people were like open-minded to realizing, you know, there's commercial modeling, there's all different kinds of advertising, there's 
fitness, everything. So I think when we were younger and first getting into it, everybody would look at you like, you're a runway model? Like, yes. But you have quads. Yeah, but you, but I don't understand. <laughs> like, how do you do, but I would always say like, all right, think about any media you've ever exposed in your life. And I used to say this before Instagram. So like get Instagram out of your head. Think about like any media that you're being exposed to, ads, commercials, all of those things require professionals and they're actors and models. All of them. None like, of them are, mo- I'd say 90% of the time, they're all models and actors. And 99, for 99.9% of the time. Yeah. Unless they're, Even lo- the, um, no, unless they're scouting for a norm, like a non-model, non-acting person. But they're still but probably actors. Still someone, because yeah. honestly, anyone willing to be on camera wants to be on camera. And why do you want to be on camera? Because you want to be in our industry. So you're probably a professional in some aspect. Right. Also like the Moderna campaign, um, they just tried to cast models for it like professionals. Yeah. So it's like literally pharma, everything you see people on, on TV, Instagram ads, Facebook ads, like whatever you're looking at, they're professionals. There's a million outlets you can go with this career. So yeah, that's why there's so many different experiences. I think well, that that's we're- why, Yeah, that's why it's important to not categorize yourself. And when you're first starting off and you don't have anyone to guide you, you might be so easily discouraged because there you don't know where you fit. I'm still figuring out where the heck yeah. I fit. Yeah. So I feel like um, it's hard to be like, you are this because I've been a million, I've worked a lot of different jobs over yeah. the years. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. Same. I mean, and I like different things better um, over others. Like I didn't actually come to like runway. So I kind of stopped. That's because runway pays. Right, sorry, just to be real real quick. Runway pays fucking no money. I'm sorry. You it get, doesn't. you get an, you get because one it's high designed of, yes. to present new young skinny models to the market of high fashion. That's mm-hmm. what the original point of runway was. And you get a new girl. Yes. You you get a new girl on there and they're like, wow, have you seen Megan? She's 15 years old with the lions and she's brand new. Now all of the brands have seen her and now she gets to work with them and she'll do runway for like five years, but you probably won't see on the runway after that. Like you don't see, I think you're done at like 20. Yeah. You don't see half the supermodles that are working now. Like you won't see Candace probably on a runway again. Probably yeah. maybe like two runways. She'll they would do Victoria's take- Secret, but that was when they did it. But that was and now it. they've taken away. Oh my God! Can we segue into Victoria's Secret? Can we talk about, Secret? Can yeah, we talk about it? Say that. Can we talk about how just like the modeling industry in general has changed so much over the years? And this oh, oh is my something God. so relevant right now. And what a time are, to be alive! People are getting no. Hit. It feels great because there's so. It feels like I'm finally getting my like what a time. Model guys. management just posted about all these callouts with all these agencies that. If this is interesting to you, a certain size, yes, go follow shit model management on Instagram to be up to date with what we're talking about right now. And it's like wild because I remember being in so many rooms being told I was not small enough. And now I'm like, yes, yep. This is finally the revenge we needed. So this Instagram account is like a, apparently a famous model. That's what I've been told that has, is she incognito? She's incognito. She's never exposed herself or himself. I don't know if it's a girl or a guy, but. Um, they pretty much expose all of these things about the modeling agency people don't know about. And recently this person has been exposing like uh, eating disorder caused by the modeling industry and has been exposing it to the next level. Because like I, calling out yeah. individual agencies, people's models, director, creative directors, designers. Like, it's I mean, I don't crazy. care what you say. At, at le- there's at least one, every single model I know has had one encounter with someone saying something along those lines to Starve her, no matter how small they yeah. were. So it's interesting because I've always heard that too. And I remember thinking like, okay, these designers think this is relatable, but that's not relatable for you to make a sample size zero. And for you to want a model that's 5'11", at least, and has to be a size two. Oh, with a yeah. size with a size eight shoe. Who's Please, fifteen years old out there? Fifteen like, years old. Who are God. you? Who are you trying to sell to? Because for me, I just constantly was like, they should really up that size to like a four six at least for their samples. Because I just read that. Honestly, they did start doing that though. They did. Jay Godfrey some is one people, of some, some people. But I remember rare. I worked for Jay Godfrey in the recent past, like three or four years, and he goes, "My samples are four six. That is the sample size." And it's like hell yeah. freaking right. And that's even small. Okay. So if you're small. not like aware of the modeling industry, typically how it works is like, just like I said before, there's a million moving parts. So before you get to like runway and ads and everything, there is like showroom modeling and fit modeling and those sizing 
they always say that their sample sizes, which is like they design the clothing and they get it manufactured. They standard manufacture in a size like what? Zero to two. Mm -hmm. And zero to is very small, especially for an adult female. And yes. And so typically high fashion girls are like very young with not a lot of curves. And I don't know if that's why they pick zero to. And if you guys can look at it, if you're picturing a body, it's 34 bust, 24 waist, 34 hip. You can think of the the waist size. Uh, minimum so a of five foot nine, but five foot minimum, nine yeah. is minimum. So typically is it's a, like five ten. Is a thirty four hip like a how? What would that be a zero? Thirty four yeah. hip? Yes, it's a zero, right? Yeah, yeah. So because of this rule that I don't know who created, they always use that as their excuse as like, well, that's why we need our models to be a zero two because all of our samples are in zero two. Exactly, and, and it's their like, job yeah. is to market you to the masses. So yes. that's why they tell you, okay, stop eating. Like they told me literally eat like once a day if you have to and just walk on the treadmill so that you lose not only like whatever body Ugh. fat you could possibly have. Cause at the time I was tiny. That's horrible. This was like elite or uh, LA yeah. models or something. I and, had, yeah. And um, don't or, drink water before a casting is what yeah. I was told one They time. want you to lose muscle mass, but, and you what? have to look at it. You drink have to remove coffee and yourself. don't drink water because it'll dehydrate your body. And this is where I worry. This is where I worry because I think I had a good support system, good family that would be like, remove yourself and don't lose your mind. Because if you are just after the fame of it, if you're after just the clout, you're going to lose your mind because you're going to do anything to fit what they need. And you might still not work. I just, uh, yeah, that's so true. You're absolutely right. Because I just heard a story about a girl that like was paid, the agency like fronted her money to get a, nutritionist and take her to Whole Foods and get all this food and then get her a trainer and they were paying for it, but it was an advance of her own money. So, so it's an advance, meaning you owe them at the end of that. If you don't book any work, you still owe them money. Yes, you like are you're in the paying neg- for it. You're basically in the negative with that agency. So mm-hmm. what they'll do with girls in New York, if they quote unquote believe that you're going to be the next X, Y, and Z, they will advance you. So you're one of the lucky ones. Consider yourself lucky. Yeah, and you're, they're like, wow, you know, we really believe in you enough money to advance you. you. They're going to put money into you, meaning they're going to put you in the negatives until you book work and then you pay them back. Right, they're so, like, we'll right. get you a nutritionist this same, this and we'll take you wait, to the store. So this same model, um, she actually ended up booking something. And I remember her being like, I booked something and I never got paid. And I, I asked them about it and they're like, oh yeah, because you owed us. And the list of things that you owe them is like, what? Where right. So you end up being like from? a slave. So you're at, you're, yeah, you're indebted to this agency that where, you know, you may or may not work based on how they want you to look. I don't know. There's just kind like of, no regulations in this industry. And it's just like that gymnastics oh, we talked about documentary that. Yes. where they, it was just so normal to people that were in the industry that it was like, well, where do we even start? That's and how it now feels here. Yes. Kind of starting just like with gymnastics, there was a doctor who was consistently yes. sexually abusing his, you know, athletes. It's the same as modeling where they constantly give you an eating disorder, basically. It's, they say right. you well, so have an eating disorder. And if you're not mentally strong enough or like can remove yourself, you're going to end up getting affected by it. And it's uh, like little in the littlest ways. I was mm-hmm. at a showroom, um, you know, buyer's meeting, very low key at Saks Fifth Avenue. And I remember the Ralph Lauren rep. I'll never forget this. I was 19. The smallest I have ever been, zero two. And I had these pants on and they were too tight. And I came out and they were also too short because I'm really tall. And the rep in front of a room full of at least 75 people pointed at the pants and said, well, they'd obviously look different if they actually fit the model, but you get the idea. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, when you're young, that would really affect you. <laughs> but when you. you're young, I went back to college and I was like, oh my God, I'm not small enough. I'm not small enough. I need to be smaller. Like you keep thinking like, mm. oh my God, it's never enough. And it's like, no, your sample is bullshit. I did yeah. a uh, Tory Burch showroom for a while. Oh God, and yes. like, <laughs> I didn't know that Tory Burch was going to be there. The rate was amazing. I was like, wow, I can't believe they booked me. I wasn't even that. I was like, I've always been small, but I wasn't my smallest. I've always had like a size 37 hip. So like for me to book a Tory Burch showroom, I was like, oh my God, wow. Like that must be unheard of. I don't think they noticed my hips because I'm small everywhere else. And that's why I think what happened happened. So I get there, mm. I do the job. They like me all day long until one of the looks was like a tight dress. And I was like, shit, now there's like no hiding that you have hips in a tight dress. And it was like pulling across, like it fit me, but it was pulling a little bit. And I go out to show the like entire table, like the boardroom, this is before their big runway show. And Tori Birch comes out and she's like standing there and they must've gotten nervous. And the one girl goes, well, on the actual like real model, it's not going to look like that. 
And I was like, wow, that was so disrespectful. I was never asked to come back. Like, it was like a few inches on my hips, just like, really, that was it. That's it. That's all it takes. I mean, I can't tell you how many big agencies that I walked into in LA that they would say things like that. Little things like, oh my God, we love your look. We have a unanimous decision that we want to sign you. But- we have somebody that looks just like you, but her hips are like three inches smaller. Or come, oh so can God. you just like walk come, a lot what, Did they the ask treadmill? you to come back come in back. six months? Yeah. And that's I'm like, always funny. Like, okay, so back. I'm just, you constantly kind of feel like you're not ever going to be good enough. Mm-hmm. So oh, you yeah. have to adopt the mentality that like you are being judged against like the harshest, strictest guidelines. And that's not, it's not reality. And that's why we want to talk about kind of like how it's, starting to change or yeah. pe- or brands are trying to portray that their body acceptance <laughs> well, and body positivity. Yeah. yeah. But are they really? Let's I talk know. About, are like, are they? Well, how about, how about how you're like, also before you even get there, you're like supposed to look like a model. They're like, yeah, like I remember my, my favorite first, in New York. They're like, sweetie, you're going to need to buy a really expensive bag and just like look, look more, more expensive. expensive because then you look like you book already. And I'm like fresh out of college, literally in they the negatives. That. And I they're like, get a Louis Vuitton. You. Yeah, they want you to get no. a Louis Vuitton. They want you to have an, I was told nice watch, get your hair fixed and and have a nice bag. And you're like, okay, isn't pay that, me money then. What the hell? Isn't that kind of weird that that's a commonality we all have that we've all been told to have a nice bag? Yeah. It's that's weird. weird. Yeah, no, I, I definitely was told that. Yep. Me too. And I definitely did book more work once I got a nice bag. I know you even said that. You were like, my Gucci. I was like, uh, yeah, my luggage. Gucci be getting me mad work and it's put me in debt, but I paid it now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but it's worth it. Uh, yeah, like that's the reason models have nice bags. I'm like- we all love because nice they bags, don't pay their but, rent, but their Celine bag looks beautiful on but they, them. They're investments <laughs> oh for us God. because they get us more work, and that's sad. But it's like all about the image. That's all so, it's about. Yeah, I guess recently image. Victoria's Secret what um, used their first pregnant um, pregnant model. model. Yeah, and there's you know just differing opinions because they. You have always promoted. It's like they're trying. The perfect body. Like, oh, are you trying? Look at you trying to be inclusive. You know, after they got in all this trouble for just like all of these models speaking up on on their brand and how strict and horrible and and horrible it made them feel about themselves. Girls that went out for the show every year. I don't know if you know this, being a listener, but the show, the Victoria's Secret show that used to happen every year, was like the Olympics for modeling, and girls would diet and oh my god, go insane for these castings, and it was to invite be the only. Angel. Yeah. Invite mm-hmm. only casting. Even if you got into the show, you weren't an angel because if you got into the show, you're one of like 55 girls, and the angels were only like 20, like 20. maybe 20. I thought yeah. it was more than 20, 20 or 15. Yeah. Well, because they have the pink angels and then they have yes. the other. So there's angels. different okay. levels once you're in there, just like the Olympics. So it's like <laughs> very, very selective. And if you look back on the girls, they were all like under 25. And, you know, like perfect faces, perfect features, perfect stomachs, perfect size boobs, perfect. Everything was so thin. And a lot of the times we'd watch the shows and everyone, and a lot of people would be like, wow, these girls are so thin. Like they don't look as thin in the books. Right. And like we, they just look different on camera. And it's like, it started to affect people's mental health really severely. I think all of us were affected. Um, yeah. And they've been in heat like the past few, like, I would say year, right? Good. They should be. Yeah. Year, oh, maybe a year and a half. So they started changing their image. If you haven't noticed, if you haven't noticed, go check out their Instagram. Wait, did you say they it's hilarious. tried trying? They're they, trying. They have changed it, but do we believe it? No, it's like, look at them trying to be inclusive. Uh-huh. It's funny. Uh-huh. It's and it's like, like, is it genuine? Oh, you're a little late to the game. Like Aerie should have their own runway. <laughs> right. It doesn't feel genuine because it was forced by people, you know, finally Society up. came to bite they them in the ass. They didn't do it on goodwill. They didn't do it because they actually wanted to make a positive difference in, you know, young girls. And well, their, who was it that Ed Razik said, he was like the director of the show for so long. And he's like, I'll never have a trans woman on my runway. I'll never have a plus woman on my runway. And that was only like a year and a half ago. And that was like, he just said that openly. And now if he said that, obviously he would get like burned at the stake, but it just goes to show that when he wasn't scared to say how he really felt, he said that. And so- that is an issue. Like there is. Right, right. It's I just don't understand it. It's crazy. But yeah. I think we're on our way. Like I do feel like if we ever have kids that say get into modeling, it'll be like when I was young, this is what it used to be like. It'll be like back in the day stories yeah. because I feel yeah. like we're on our way. I do. To be positive, I feel like we are like getting I don't there. Know. We'll in see. terms of like body, I think every size can be 
has a market now, to be honest, even though there's that but do you think, and here's my theory, do you think the only reason that size uh, perception has changed is because of social media and the fact that the Kardashians and the like, like everyone in those categories has made it desirable to have big boobs, small waist, and huge fake butts? I mean, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, but, but I think that coming into our society has now pushed out the idealism of zero two and now pushed in this curvy, which is now changing all the trends. And is that why the modeling industry is saying like, okay, we'll be more lenient now because so, there's more money right. in the other one and there's not as much money in that's being what, a zero two anymore. Right. That's what I was just going to say. Like if you think back to, cause when I was coming up, I always looked into 80s supermodels and 90s supermodels and that was their My reality God, times They 10. were so tiny. I was lucky enough to work with Tyra Banks and she opened up to me about how that affected her mental health to be criticized so harshly not only was she a black woman coming into the modeling industry in the 90s in the late in, 80s right right that's but insane their size requirements and what their ideal body type was was so tiny i mean think back to the 50s when their waists were the biggest thing they wanted like a 15 inch waist right they wore corsets to train their waist to be tiny so it's like, that's harsh. And that was trending then. Now we've reached a new yeah, trend. Marilyn Monroe was like that. Where we even then. have celebrity agencies because you know what? Designers will make the clothes fit if that person is, you know, Wearing popping famous. Enough. Yes. Yeah. That they're going to get cross advertising for Marilyn it. So I do think it's all with a motive. It's I don't insanity. Think- I, it's just like, I've heard Ashley Graham say on her recent podcast episode, she said that when she was just gaining some fame, she still couldn't get designers to make clothes for her because they would tell her they just don't carry her size. They don't have it. And then as soon as she was popping off, everyone wants to make clothes for her. Mm. And it's like hilarious because it's like, oh, she was just too big a minute ago. But as soon, it's like, it to me, it's so a you lot. you wonder how genuine it it's is. It's so, so that like image of like picturing designers being like, oh, she's popular and has clout. So now I want to make her clothes. That's how I feel about Victoria's Secret. It's like, oh, it's mm-hmm. popular to be inclusive. So I'm going to be inclusive now. Exactly. It's not because they're they're standing up for the cause of, uh, like I said, body positivity. Mm -hmm. Well, clearly they don't. He just said that a year and a half ago. It's like that was still coming in. I don't know if it was a year and a half ago. It was like whenever he was still the director. I don't know. It was recent. It was recent, recent, right? Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. But it, it, I just agree that it's with a motive and it's like, it's refreshing. And I get, we get asked this a lot because it switched up, I think at like year five for us mm-hmm. where things started to really change. And there was an agency for like straight size modeling, which yeah. was never a thing before. Straight sized is basically more realistic. It's like a size six, which is street size or straight size. Oh, I, I thought it was straight. It's street now, I think. But I, I think at one point it was called straight size, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But- um. There was like a whole new outlet or I guess more work for girls who were just relatably Oh, you don't say. Most women look like that. Like it's so unbelievable. It is unbelievable. But, and you have to just be able to remove yourself. Cause I I would have gone insane. I think just as a listener, if you're not a model, like the, the way you could help, if you're like sick of seeing this, then you need to stop being so critical of people that you see on TV and on the internet. Because if you are adding to the problem of saying like, you see a girl on TV and you're like, oh, what's wrong with their teeth? What's wrong with their face? What's wrong with their stomach? Why is their stomach too big? And if you're being that critical of people on TV, then you're asking for a higher standard and you're contributing to the problem of perfection. And it's like, people don't realize that everyone's part of the cycle. Why do you think this idealism of women exists? It didn't come from thin air. Mm -hmm. Like if you read comments underneath someone's photo, you can easily see someone famous. Scroll down. It is nasty. It's People horrible. are so harsh. Like Khloe Kardashian. I know who she is. I know what she contributes to, but scroll down and read her comments sometimes. And you're like, wow, I get why she still does what she does. Or I you get, get why. why she feel she has to constantly feel like she has to do Uphold herself it. over. Yeah. It yes. makes me sad yes. because no matter how famous these people are, like, again, this was a weird feeling that I got when I met Tyra Banks. I realized she is human. She bleeds mm-hmm. the way I do. She has a heart the way I do. Her heart could like... It's just a weird feeling when you meet these celebrities and you realize like they are human, they have feelings and what you say affects them Yeah, just mm-hmm. like it would to you. So it just doesn't make sense for me. Like, why would you want to bring somebody down? I mean, it wasn't that long ago. And I remember this, Tyra Banks had her own show and mm-hmm. they took a picture of her on the beach and she was wearing like a similar color bathing suit that she was when she was like her fittest. I think I remember yep. this. They compared the photos on the front page of a freaking tabloid and they were like, look how fat she is. Like how disgusting. That wasn't that long ago, you guys. Like I know we don't openly do that anymore, but 
Kind of. Can like we people, talk about people how people on the internet eating, do it if tabloids don't? It also goes for like gaining weight or aging. Like you're held to yeah, like we're not allowed you to age. look like you're 25 when but you're Jennifer 30. Jennifer Lopez still looks like she's 20. Well, like she's why not. Is there such, but the, the amount of articles she's in the news a lot lately. The amount so of articles much. about her and the weight, then how ageless she is, and Jennifer Aniston the same way. Like she doesn't age. Like they have a lot of help. You guys remember that too. There's so many angles we could look at. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm sorry, they kind of do look like, their age to me. I mean, they look yeah. amazing. But, but they why are we like, even talking about it? Yes, right, she's right. 6, 50, whatever. It's yeah, who like, cares? She looks good. Emphasis on age is what makes me scared to age. Yes. I'm really afraid to age. But I want to say Tyra did have a clap back moment and Tyra talks consistently about mental health and how yeah. she battles it, which I think makes her so much more of a role model. And yeah, she owns she it. She clapped back by basically, you know, she signed a contract with uh, Sports Illustrated and did an and did, entire- And redid the cover. Oh, but- yep, redid the cover. Yeah, I remember with that. With her body, the way it is now saying like, yes, I am, I've gained weight. I'm a size six. I'm a size eight. She's mm-hmm. also six foot. Mm-hmm. And but so people like- came at that cover. People, people are nasty. You guys, if you're one of these people that judges like people and I know that like by being a model where- we're exposing ourselves to this, but like, goddamn, like if you can't for a second realize that we just have jobs, like Tara Banks is a normal human being and attacking like Khloe Kardashian, it, no, it's like, it's so, nasty and it's horrible to it was, do that. It was that, that article. I remember I was dating somebody and he yeah. said they had passed it around the whole trading room. And he said, what do you think of this? It was like all of the guys in their, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s were like judging this art. This Hilarious. Cover. Isn't a that funny? Supermodel who, if she walked into a room at any size, because I've met her in person too, and I literally, she walked in the room and I was like, holy shit, speak. she's a real life Barbie <laughs> totally. doll. Right. Like, yeah, right. And the fact that that was even a thing, Isn't and it's, it's a good example to use because it's not too recent. So I think it's easy to have like a straighter opinion on it now. Because mm-hmm. back then, you're right. People were just like, it was just entertainment for them. And that's a fucking human being. Mm-hmm. Like, what is wrong with us? It makes me like feel really weird about humans sometimes because I'm like, I've been through so much where I was bullied for years of my life and it still affects me where I think people are out to get me or people are judging me constantly. Right. But I look at them now having mm-hmm. healed a little bit and I'm like, it says so much about you that you're that unhappy that you have to try to bring somebody else down. Right. Because how is it benefiting you? Does it make you feel a little bit better about yourself? That's really sad. And you should work on that internally. Yeah. So even I had an experience where I was doing a week long runway show with another model who I had gotten signed to our agency and everything. I had no bad feelings towards her at all. But the entire week she kept saying things behind my back about my weight and saying that I like fill the dresses out too much and all this stuff. Long story short, she bullied me to the point where then my sister, who was also on that job and every other dresser that was on that job, every other model attacked her and were like, why are you so obsessed with her that you want to bring her down so bad till I finally turned around and was like, can you just relax? Like, I realize that this is a personal problem because whether I've gained weight or not, I'm okay with who I am. So like, why, why do you feel the need to bring me down? Yeah. It just says there's something wrong with you. It shouldn't be that way. Like you're hyper-focused on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you want me to be perfect? Like, why do you care what I look like? Anyone who's right. hyper-focused in that way, if you think they're hyper-focused on you, they're like three times as hyper-focused on themselves. Exactly. So just think of it True. that way and you're like, oh, I can back up a minute and be like, whatever's going through. Yeah, you feel bad you're for going them. through, I'm really sorry. Because that is yeah. an internal yeah. battle that I... I don't want, and that's a level of growth that you hit. Yeah, it really. I is. agree. I think that's why a lot of models I've met are actually some of the more evolved and amazing types of women because we go through this like catty nastiness younger, and then get past it faster because you're like everyone around me is beautiful. Like I got into this industry being attractive, so did everyone else. So now you're all on a level playing field of like we can't use this as an excuse to act like shit. Like yeah. what's good? What's up? Like, what is right. your issue? Or the fact and then that we get past weirdest it. Weirdest things are pulled apart and you just kind of bond yes. over it. Like we were laughing earlier. Like yeah. it's like when you sit in a makeup chair and someone goes, you have the best eyelids for eyeshadow. And you're like, <laughs> what kind of a comment is that? <laughs> yeah. But thank you so much. Yeah. It's like, so how do you random. take that? Like, is that a, okay. You, you're told these weird, crazy things about your body and it's like dissected by every inch. And then you get to a point where you just literally, the more evolved models are like, it is what it is. Yeah. It don't matter. You are told the craziest shit and you're like, 
I mean, still, it's a battle. Like I it's get these moments where I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in my job about But I think we this, have like conversations like, about it with each other. Like my girls in my modeling industry, mm-hmm. like those friends are like more open to talk about like, me and Delaney just had a conversation stuff. about it. It's like, oh, yep. sometimes I have these thoughts and I know it's not normal, but like, that's like my younger self talking. And it's like, that is what other women need to start doing. And I know it's hard because it's like, everything you think about yourself and you're not modeling, you feel like you're being shallow or like, it's irrelevant. But like women think about looks more than men, to be honest. Like if you read those comments under those photos, they're all from women. It's rarely from a man. It's always like, wow, her ass is or, fat. Or, or like, do you, ever, do you ever like meet somebody and they're like, oh my God, you look so skinny. How are you? You look great. It's like, why is that the first thing you say to me? Right. You look skinny. You look great. Why don't you just say, how are you doing? You look happy. Not like yeah, you right. look skinny. You're I don't doing like that. You're doing great. I don't like it you either. You look skinny. Why do we I, it, why do we associate skinny with being happier? Yeah. But why, but you know how many people do that? That's a lot. Yeah. It's wow, just if strange. you know somebody's on a program and to lose weight and you can like see that they're on a oh, journey yeah. and you're like, wow, it look really looks like you're doing amazing, like good for you. It's different. But if you just like haven't seen someone in a long time and they lost weight, like anything could have happened. They could have got diagnosed with a disease. They could have lost a family member and lost weight. Like you just don't know. So commenting, my one of my cousins who actually has passed away at this point, she had gastric bypass and lost like close to a hundred pounds. And she used to tell me that everyone that commented on how much weight she lost, it was like a consistent reminder of how unhappy she was. Because she was like, every time someone was like, wow, you lost so much weight. She was like, and I'm still unhappy. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, damn, I know that was like, you know, years ago, but it was the first time I ever really thought about that. Why is that the first thing that because of society, why is it? It's literally all of it is appearance, man. It's It's kind of, it's almost like a black mirror episode where we feel almost like it's a, we're in the twilight zone where you're being judged just on your appearance. And that is why I made it a mental, I made it a mental thing ever since I was bullied to look at people for their soul. I didn't realize I was doing it, but I would have trouble recounting what color someone's hair was what they were wearing, well, I, what if they yeah. had makeup on or not. I didn't realize because I was just trying to read their energy, read their personality. That's a good exercise. If you feel like you're listening to this episode and you're like, wow, I'm pretty judgmental. I never really thought about it. I always think about like losing somebody. Like this is a really morbid thought, but like if somebody, you know, passes away, you're like looking at them and you're like, they're no longer in there. And you have to look at people as, as that. Like if they pass away or something happens to them, like their body's just a shell. Well, somebody, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't yeah, die with your- You're disrespecting your... something that they don't even die with. Like you need to focus on what, what else they bring to the table because that's like the only thing that actually truly matters at the end of the day. Like you don't pass away with all of your things or the way you look. And your face and, <laughs> you your, know, and your, your big butt and, and your, your boobs and like- You're really good um, lips. You're really good like, eyelids. Yeah. Yeah, you're really good eyelids. <laughs> right. Um, I feel like you guys don't, I feel like you guys look at me like that though, which is really like, I feel like a, a sense of, um, whenever I'm with you guys, I feel like I can breathe. I'm like, oh, yeah. I love that. oh my God, always. Because I feel like I'm not just being stared at and expected to look anyway. If I don't feel like right. showing up that day, you're like, she's great. Like and people are waiting for matter. you to have like a bad skin day just to be like, I can't believe you model, you have a pimple. And you're like, what the fuck? Or like, we talked about this in another episode, how we'll enter a room and be like, or I'll sit, I used to sit in makeup when I did, you know, modeling full-time all the time, I would be sitting in a chair and I'd be like, oh, I just had a breakout. Like, why do I feel like I have to preface it with like, you do. she's going to think <laughs> I'm a mo- she's a model because I'm, I'm worried about my skin. Because I'm less good than perfect. Day. I'm less than the ideal version of a woman. Right. I, I literally am so thankful that I met you guys throughout my career because it, changed everything for me because we're able to verbalize these thoughts and the crazy instances that happen to us and really relate to each other. And I think that's why when we're together, we feel such a sense of peace because we know that's the last thing we want to feel when we come off of a set day. We're just so tired of being looked at so closely almost that we're like, yes, you're exhausted. Look at me, please. Like, just don't touch me. Stop looking at me. Yeah. Like if I don't smile, it's because my cheeks hurt because I've been smiling all day. Yeah. I'm just drained. We always say like the coin metaphor. It's like you wake up with a certain number of coins and this is like everybody in the world. Everyone wakes up with like, let's say you wake up with five coins. And however your personality is, is when you spend them. So I'm like a little bit intro. I'm like an extroverted introvert, right? So when I'm with people, I thrive, but it takes my coins. Like it takes them. So once I'm done, I have to be alone to get more coins. You have to like refuel by yourself. That's how I am. Yes. I I don't know how I am. 
you have to think about that. So if you're at home, think about like, when do you refuel your energy? Because extroverts refuel with people. Yep. So when I, they're with people, I think people, I refuel they feel better. with people. So you're, you you're probably an really extrovert. Weird. I really, I, if I, the pandemic, it was so tough for me. Like I went away the first time, really went away and was around a ton of people at a wedding recently. And I was like thriving. You were loving it. You I were charged love, up. I love social interaction. Like I thrive in it. And I, well, that's a true extrovert. Right I there. really am. And I don't look at introvert and extrovert as like outgoing or not outgoing. I think you can be an right. outgoing introvert. Totally. But I'm, a li- you know? but I'm not always like that. I do like to be in my little shell on like Mondays. I like to be like so in my space, time. but I don't need that much time to refuel. Like I'm right. like, I'm good. Half day. Oh, I do. <laughs> One day. I feel like a comment that I would get all the time from people that knew me in high school or college, it would be like, I can't believe you model. You're so soft-spoken and like, you're so okay with just blending into the background. And I'm like, yeah, I've always been like that. But if I go on set, I come alive. I can portray this part. I just get creative. What a beautiful trait. But I am like, I have craved just a sense of almost like blending in. I just want to float around I'm here, mm-hmm. but, but Lainey, like, like you've never turn. loved Lainey, being I the like, center of attention. Lainey, no. but I like, she's such a beautiful person. I like, know, she really is. Like, like are you both kidding me? You really people. are. Because if you look at her, you're like, oh my God, I'd There's be like, no if way. I looked like you, I'd be like, bam, I am uh-huh. everywhere. Me too, I'm me too. Everywhere. I'm never and, putting my top back yeah, on again. Never, Don't even at be, me. I'd be the best extrovert ever. Yes. I would be. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, that's why I'm like, She's so fucking modest. She's so fucking modest. She's so humble. If you look at me really close I will look away and be like what the hell is wrong with like you I, I, like I said that's a beautiful trait because I'm like if I looked like I don't think I would do the same thing no I'd be like I can sing anyone want to hear I'm just gonna do a little sample real quick is oh everyone God. ready for me She's I like, have arrived. I have arrived. That's us trying to sing like Delaney. Honestly, I feel the same way about you guys. Like if I were either of you, I would be out here like wearing you like a Snuggie. Like I got this great day Snuggie on. I'm Carissa today. I'm Allie. I'm literally dead. Like no But wait, wait, the cool thing about us is don't we all channel each other in different ways? We'll be like, I'm I'm acting like Carissa today. I'm like Delaney today. Like Yeah, that helps me though. It helps me get through like weird life scenarios. Yeah. Which yeah. I think a lot of people, when we said, you know, we're starting a podcast together, a lot of people were like, this is going to be so interesting because each of you have something so different to bring to the table, like a different yes. perspective. Totally different. And people. then there's also people that are like, why would you guys do that? You're just <laughs> a bunch of models. Don't you just smile Wait, for a living? I don't get it. I don't why? get it. Why would you do a podcast? But why? <laughs> because we care about your guys' feelings. I, that's all. We want to validate them for you. Hell, so you I know. think this is therapy. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. It's therapy for me. My Facts. God. It's like talking out my crazy ass feelings. I'm like, and oh, hold am it, I crazy? It, it holds you accountable. Thank for you like, for making me not feel I nuts. just also love documenting some of the like golden insight that both of you have because yeah. if I need to refer back to it in Same. a weak moment, I'm like, Oh my God. I feel yeah, that way too. that's who I am. Like I'm like, I'm yeah. reminded. You okay. do. These are exercises. I, I always say our episodes are like exercises of being like, sometimes when you say something out loud, you realize you sound crazy, but you need to do that sometimes. Get it yeah. out of your head. Say it. But Move on. <laughs> Carissa is incredible at taking your thoughts and feelings and formulating them in such an understandable way mm-hmm. that she should have like, been a therapist you really oh, could have been a therapist i think it would have been draining i have for not, you. not enough coins to be a therapist yes. <laughs> but the way that she can relate to you it's like it's crazy she can well, because she's got so much grit of her 10 like you're you're yeah. through some major transformational things yeah i hate when people feel like they're i can always sense and we're like very empathetic like i know that uh-huh. but when someone starts to tell me their story i can like feel if they feel uncomfortable or ashamed. And I hate when people feel like that. And yeah, like, yeah. I know what it feels to have like a story and feel that way. So I'll just immediately start to find like common ground. I feel ground. like that too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I just feel like it It makes me feel better. Like I, I like learning from people's stories and I don't know. It's like, like what's the point of life? Like to just be sitting there contributing to like these size standards we've been talking about and beauty standards and nastiness. I want to know your real story. I actually want to know the story. Let's look at the big picture. I'm such a spiritual nerd sometimes, you guys, but I'm like, we are literally souls. Yeah. Our souls might've been around longer than another soul. And sometimes like there's- That helps you find acceptance too, by the way. It just helps you breathe. Knowing like, if you're having a moment of anxiety, remove yourself all the way back. Look at the universe. Look at the planet. And just remember- Things are not that deep. And what really, truly matters is how you make people feel 
and the people that you love and loving them and spending time with them, that's yes. what you leave the earth with. I mean, you don't wait, leave the yeah. earth with so your true. beauty. Or, or what? I was watching uh, Eat, Pray, Love, and she made this comment. She's like, I am so damn sick of eating a pizza the night before and waking up in the shower the next morning and loathing myself. Yeah. Like, she's like, I'm so sick of it. And it's like, you, this is morbid, but you're like, if I literally died, is anyone going to give a shit that I ate that pizza? Like, Not literally. I always come back. I know this sound, it does sound morbid to talk about death, but honestly, I think it's the only way to justify not like, caring as yes, much. Yes, because you're don't like, we're on to it so much. Like, no one's getting out of this alive, you guys. I don't know, newsflash. Oh, what a, like, like it's whoa. just, life goes That's with true. death. They're hand in hand. Sorry. Yes, Everyone they are. And it just us. reminds you that when you do die, like, your body's going to get left here and everyone's going to be looking at it like, oh, it didn't even matter that and, she oh, had amazing yeah. eyelashes because there's her body and she's not even here. Right. But I don't what, you know what, and about. no one's analyzing your bikini pics when you're gone. Right. Oh, they're not. Right. Like, they're going to talk like, about the the laughs that you had. Yeah. The, the funny like, moments yes. you survived together. And everything they talk about is about your soul. Do you ever realize that when someone passes away, mm-hmm. everyone will be like, she was beautiful. And that'll be a second. And then all the other things are, and you know, she was so funny. And just around her, I just felt like myself. And, and they talk about times with you, not yes, like, like what spiritual, you like. mental, emotional, soulful moments. No one fucking cares about your hair. Mm-hmm. It's but so I'm glad crazy. we turned this modeling conversation to such a deep. We really deep. got real deep. We I always know. do this. We, we always do this. We, we can't go. help it. Guys, the next episode, we have to do like a crazy one again. We'll do, we'll yeah, get we're drunk. We're going to do a crazy one. But we want you to see, again, our versatility. We see the reality and the yeah. harsh realities, but we also see the spiritual side. And you guys, it's not that deep. We hope that you can get out of your moments of anxiety Just, listening to this. Yeah, and it's not that deep. Yeah. It's yeah. not that deep. You are beautiful. going to be okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is that, an insider lady? perspective from one of the hardest industries to be a part of in the world. Totally. We feel, we feel like we're souls. And that should resonate with you because- if, if we can next, feel like that, yeah. then you can too. Well, next time you flip open a magazine, we don't even do that anymore. Instagram, right? Just remember that. Like everyone's just a soul. It's, it's going to be I'm trying to think of a good one-liner to end this. So I feel like what's coming to my head is if beauty wasn't only skin deep, would you still be beautiful? Oh, wow. And on that. That's perfect. I always love your one-liners. I realize when I listen to our episodes, I'm always like, oh, (laughs) should I I put down a few other options? No. Wow. She just pulled them out. She doesn't even have them. She doesn't even literally pull out papers. Like she doesn't pre-write these, you guys. No, they, I oddly hang on to a one-liner that will resonate with me at the moment. And it brings me out of anxious moments or overthinking. And I'm glad they resonate with you guys too. I'm obsessed. I want that like on my wall to remind me of when I'm having my shallow moments. Yeah, we'll put it on a necklace. It really does yeah. help though. Doesn't it I help though when you really think about it? Yes, it definitely helps. And I hope this let was- me just tell you, you're both the most beautiful people I've ever seen, Aww. even if beauty wasn't skin deep. Oh, I love you. So I, love you. I feel the same about me you. Too. I hope this episode resonated with you. I hope you're taking something away. Please follow Please us. Please follow us on Six Flights the Up. The number six flights up on Instagram. We love you guys. We're so happy you tuned in today. And if you guys want to hear anything else about our modeling experience, if this resonated, if you want to chat again about this topic, we'll do a rerun of this. We love you guys. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.